0: You're listening to IT Market Buzz, sponsored by Copy Punch IT. Here's your host, Kimberly Duran. I want to add a, a red flag highlight to marketers, especially anybody who's producing content, to look at the section in your book about what prospects really mean when they say, Tell me more. Because if you're producing content and you're not tapping into what they really need to hear about, you're going to lose them. And then also you point out that we need to be providing value at each interaction and not just a random check-in to see how people are doing.
1: Right, I mean I really believe in the value of having good content for sellers and and having a library of good content that would resonate with different decision makers within the organization as well. And so from a a marketer standpoint, you know, if you could create, if I'm selling for example to the marketing department and, and I interact with the VP of marketing, the director of corporate communications, and the trade show person, I need content for each of them that deals with their specific issues and challenges relevant to my offering. Uh, so that if I'm writing to the director or Calling the director of corporate communications. I've got a message that's spot on for that person. I need messages. I need articles, and when I say articles, I mean you don't need to be published in the Wall Street Journal or, or Business Week. I mean just plain 700 word articles on how to solve this problem, or how XYZ company did this, or five trends in the industry that are impacting directors of corporate communications. Things like that. That's what I need as as uh, valuable content for for selling, and I need content for different people, and I need content for the different stages of the sales process.
0: I just want to point out to the audience that you have sections in your book about how to map out exactly those things, so even though we may not touch on it in depth today, it's all in your book. You have some very clear, step-by-step sections on that. Yes, you might say Uh, it's ruthlessly clear, right? I would say it's, it's exactly what people need. If I could, I would copy the images that you have in your book and paste them on my face, but <laughs> I can't. I would walk yeah. around like that, but the copyright prevents me from doing that, so I have to direct yeah. people just to your book. <laughs>
1: you know, The truth is, I mean, everything I write, I'm, I am brutally honest, but I'm brutally honest with my own face, and I just want people to understand that they're doing things with good intentions, and everybody I know in marketing is doing their very, very best to make things happen. But sometimes they don't understand what it means from a sales perspective and how sellers need to use things and the different ways that it's used in sales versus as a marketing thing. I mean, sellers need content so bad right now I feel that marketing's role is more important than it's ever been. And I say that, you know, with a big exclamation mark right now because the seller's job is so immensely hard right now to get in front of a decision maker to capture keep their attention is, is so hard because these people sit with their finger on the delete button all mm-hmm. the time knowing that they sit with their finger on the delete button I as a seller have to have good content I have to have good strong messaging now where do I get messaging as a seller you want to know why I get it when I go work for companies and right now as a, as a sales consultant or as a speaker to their sales force I say send me your case studies because the meat is in the case studies, if they've done good case studies. And, and you'll see the case study in a description of the problem. And I look at the problem, and then I look at what they describe as the benefits. And I expand on the benefits. They were able to realize a 42% reduction in... In um, output. They, they were able to increase their sales or revenue by 3.7% in just six months. That's the kind of stuff that opens the doors for me to get my foot in the door. And if I don't have that information as a seller, I am going in almost naked to these calls. I mean, I don't have enough information to give me credibility with these people. I don't even know the real value of my stuff from an actual customer standpoint because nobody in the organization has told me. So to me, a whole wonderful library of case, case studies where people describe the value from multiple perspectives and how it helped the different people in the organization is gold. And it's the gold that I use as a seller to to create conversations with people, to uh, develop some good questions to ask. Because if you tell me that they've had a 32% reduction in in costs or increase their operational efficiency by 32%, I'm going to start asking my customers about operational efficiency or or the costs in this particular area and what they've been doing, what initiatives they have to drive the cost down in that area. So that Mm -hmm. gives me the meat I need to create the conversations that matter with my Mm -hmm. customers.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to have you talk on this subject. And sellers often have a very good understanding of exactly what's going on in the field. And sometimes marketing, they have a different perception of what the true priorities are for the buyers.
1: Traditionally, I know there's a big shift going on, but there's still like a gazillion people out there who haven't heard of the shift or are barely aware of it. When I do my sessions with sales organizations, I always invite the marketers in because they need to hear it from the sales perspective. They need to hear about the customers from the sales perspective. They need to hear the issues and how the customers describe the issues because marketing still has this marketing speak thing going on where they really want to talk about how wonderful we are. And Mm -hmm. buyers delete any statements of where you're pitching your stuff. I mean, they really hate it. The salesperson is going out there talking about how their unique leading-edge methodology, just set up for a delete. And if they get in and have a conversation with people about their stuff, they're getting set up for a delete. They need the meat that marketers can provide and it's not the, the pablum that we've been getting in the past. Mm-hmm. And they need to work with the salespeople and they need to really get closer to the customer in order to truly understand what it is that, that the customer needs. And they need to look at it from the customer's perspective. One of the the big things that I do when I work with salespeople is I I really work to get them inside the buyer's head. And in my book, there's that buyer's matrix that I talk about, and people can also get that on my website, too, at SnapSelling.com. One of the skills that I think is most important for anybody who's doing things for the customer is to actually be able to see their content or hear their verbiage from the customer's perspective and to actually get into the shoes, like to know the VP of marketing so well, If you're producing content for that person, that you can literally flip to the other side. I've written this, you know, this case study, or I've got this neat brochure, or whatever I'm writing, article or white paper, and to get into the role of the the VP of marketing and say, is this something that would be of interest to me? Does this deal with a high priority issue? Are they are they starting to spout about their stuff? These people are busy and they're gonna throw things away as soon as you violate the the trust their trust and they're if you're giving them what, what they think is information, they want information, not marketing speak. And so the minute you, you may start out and say XYZ customer, how they were able to reduce, eliminate, speed up, you know, something by X percent, and then they start reading, and the first paragraph is good, you know, it's a little bit of an overview about the customer, but then suddenly you get into all your stuff. They're going to throw it away just like that because you have violated the trust, and now you've moved into pitch mode, and they're looking for information
0: we should emphasize that changing the way that people get out their message it's not just to do paperwork or to make your white papers more fancy it's because making these changes and removing the terms that people delete truly leads to different results it should increase your revenue
1: absolutely absolutely you want customers to read what you create what or listen to what you create cuz we are Keep paying attention to what you create, whether you know, it's, it's verbal or it's, it's video or whatever, or a written word. You want them to keep paying attention. The minute you move into a pitch, it's a violation of their time if, if your intent is to inform and educate. And that really should be the, the um, role of marketers is to inform and educate about what's possible, about how to address specific issues, about how to be prepared for the future in the particular arena that your products and services play in.
0: And to get the prospect to say, tell
1: me more. Tell me more. Oh, this is really interesting. How did you do that? I mean, that's what you want in to say. Or, or or you want them to take that white paper that you wrote and hand it to their colleague and say, hey, read this. This is really this is really interesting. It's not about any of those words that we were taught to say to impress people. And that's what I have. I'm brutal when I work with salespeople, but I'm brutally nice because I'm trying. My intention is 100% pure. I want them to be more effective and, and be successful. And, and when I do role-playing with them and I, and I start out my workshops with role-plays, I play the role of their customer and they have to prepare voicemail messages for me. And I listen to their voicemail messages and I show them, first of all, I show them an improv morning and some of them pe- some of them play with me in the improv role play. But then I show them how my life has turned into chaos and I'd come to the office with all the good intentions of the world to get XYZ done today. You know, I've got my list of to-dos and before 9 o'clock my day is shot because all these other things came up and so I'm just trying to get things done and then I have to go check my emails and I read through my emails and it's like, oh my God, delete, 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 delete as fast as I can. (laughs) And and then I move over to check my voicemails because the minute I've been to a meeting, I come back, I've got 10 new voicemails sitting there. And again, my finger's on the delete button and as soon as something is no longer interesting to me, I delete it. And I do this to salespeople deliberately to show them how fast a person deletes their messaging. And how there is little like, and again, I'm I'm asking, I'm talking about the first decision now, the decision to gain access to these people, to to grant you access. Their time span is so short. I mean, on a voicemail, it's maybe five. They listen in five to seven second increments, and if you can't capture that attention in that time, they throw you out. But it's the same thing with the PDF document that a marketer sends. You know, that's posted on your website. It's the same thing. They scan, and I I think there's some research with Harvard Business Review. I think it was like nine seconds that they'll pay attention for nine seconds in which they just kind of – and they scan now. So they're scanning, like you've got a PDF on how to do this, you know, and they scan. Is it interesting? Nine seconds. Mm, Right.
0: The least. Yeah, that's why this subject is absolutely vital for marketers who want to increase their revenue. If they don't care about that, then they're not going to care about what you have to say. But marketers who are interested in supporting the goals of the CEO and increasing their company's revenue – need to pay attention to this. And you know
1: what? I would like to also say to marketers, because again, I've worked in the gap. I mean, I spent many years of my career as a consultant who worked in the gap between sales and marketing. And I come from sales. I love sales. I wanted to work with sales, but I found out that in order to help sales, I needed to work with marketing as well. And I, and I worked on product launches. So I understand the gap between the two organizations, because I spent 15 years working in the gap. But what I also found is that marketing would go to sales and they'd say, well, how can we help you out? And sales would just give them some amorphous thing like get us more leads or we need better brochures. Sales doesn't know necessarily what good stuff is because they've never seen it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's imperative for a marketer to work with sales to bring them to bring their customer who is the sales organization the ideas on how we can change things and improve things with with you and why it's important because there are many sales executives who don't understand conceptually what could be. So the marketing department, if they really want to do something good, will go to their selling department and a sales organization and and show them how it could be. And of course, there's an investment and you need agreement with sales in terms of how to do this. But the average sales manager, I think, is in his job less than 18 months. And a VP of sales is less than two years. I mean, these people are on a short string. They don't have a lot of time to deliver results. And so, man, if marketing can help them out and bring in high quality leads with with people who have raised their hand and said, mm, that's interesting, tell me more, and then it's really, really good. And, and I'm talking, too, about the, um, the importance of the lead nurturing process because yes. the sheer number of leads kills you. The salesperson, you know, to have to call all these leads in to find out, well, we're thinking about things. And, again, I think there's an education point that has to go on that just because they're thinking marketing says that they're thinking about some things they must be ready for the salespeople, that you need to agree in terms of what other content you can have that can help somebody who's thinking about a change, a decision to prospect. They haven't made that second decision. We need, they need information and ideas on what they need to do to change and, and what the value of change is. And so there's extraordinary need for good content at that second decision.
0: Now, we only have a couple of minutes, so I wanted to touch really quickly on this section you have in your book about trigger events, which is complementary to what Artis Albee was talking about capitalizing on cause. It's probably one of my favorite sections. So, I mean, I could talk a minute,
1: I can probably talk an hour or two.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> let me just define what trigger events are. Trigger events are things that occur within an organization or externally to an organization that suddenly create a need for your product or service. And the customer may or may not know that there's a need. All knows that something has happened, and their 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 priorities have suddenly changed and and that could be something like new legislation could be passed by the government that requires uh, new reporting for companies or it could be a management change that would be an internal thing where somebody as I just mentioned that a new sales Person A new sales VP is brought in every 24 months. That's a change initiative, and suddenly when that new person is brought in, the priorities change in the organization and things are starting to shuffle. Old vendors aren't necessarily secure anymore as the, as the people that move into the position are now looking for better results. But it could also be third quarter earnings. And third quarter earnings, by the way, can be good for a marketer in any way they are. For example, if you're in the sales role, and this is what I say to people, if third quarter earnings come out and the company is doing really well, that means they have cash that they can invest in some of their key priorities. So your job is to make what you do a key priority. If third quarter earnings come out and they're flat, everybody in the organization is being asked to figure out ways to change things. We have to do better next quarter. And if they're bad, again, everybody's under pressure to, to change the results. And so something like that, suddenly priorities shift. When they introduce a new product, when a competitor makes a big move, when a competitor closes, when they open a new facility across town, I mean, all these things are events which create needs for our offering. And a smart and savvy seller and marketer will be aware of what are those things that suddenly create opportunities for them. And they will start using alert systems to be aware of that. They will also create content that supports the major change drivers in their organizations.
0: Mm-hmm. In your book, you have some really good points about asking better questions and the power of questions, and also how to use your niche expertise to engage your prospects. So, e- even if your prospects can get products cheaper, they cannot get your brain, and you can be the expert on the application of your technology in their business environment. Jill Conrath, I can't tell you how glad I am that you could be here and I'm about ready to come over there and steal your brain. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you can have it. It's all on the book. I mean, I mean, seriously, what I try to do is give everything away so people can, can get better. My goal is to improve the sale, the effectiveness of the sales force. I know that marketing is a key component to that, and we need to work together more today than we've ever done in the past. And so if marketers find value, if that marketers read it, they'll find a lot of value because it'll help them understand their customers and it'll give them some things that they can work with on the same page as the sales organization because we're in this together together we can't do it by ourselves anymore
0: snap selling is absolutely a vital piece for marketers the title is snap selling you also have your previous book uh, selling to big companies
1: they need to think of it as snap like snap 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 your fingers because there's another book out there called spin selling and people are getting ah yes up.
0: So oh snap
1: snap decisions snap 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 <laughs> I just wanted to- all right well thank you again Jill thank you
0: You have been listening to IT Market Buzz with your host, Kimberly Duran. Please visit our sponsors at www.copypunch.com.